Praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying. I'd like to read the scripture to us. First Timothy 2. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise Lord. We're going to be praying right now. Praying for peace. Praying for peace in the nations of the world, but most especially praying that the deception no longer holds water. We cut off every deception from the leaders of the nation. We cut off every deception from the people. We cut off every form of deception. That truth has its way. This is the month of truth. Still in the month of truth, that truth has its way. Truth has its way in their lives. Kindly unmute yourself right now. The truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Liko sonda kabaraka zepete ki palaro shakabaya Yes, the leaders are no more deceived. Hallelujah. They are not deceived. The people are not deceived. No, not anymore. For the gospel has that the gospel is being preached free course on him that oh God leko safila branda kabaya free course on him that leka sisa katela manda lebro doko shoto kabaya yelaka sonda kabaya maleko soto kabaya as we preach the gospel the deception is gone the deception is cut off in the name of the Lord Jesus likro sakatela manda shalabangi iko bondo frakte zaka kakabando yekerebo sonto kabondo krodoko shakataya Yekerebo sonda karera basonda lebrara kasusa talemondi ento pale debo shakataya yekerebo zunta karada basata gila mando prodoko positi the deception the lies kita vendo flectizu ante pino monja na manda lekobo soto kubondo gila krodo sofraktejo kataya bahira rakabara kasata kabaya no 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 not anymore hallelujah yes the truth has gained this way. The truth prevails, O oh God. The truth of the gospel prevails. Leka sisa katela mande kerebo shata. Milako sata kabaya. Ye kerebo soto kobrondo. Lubrada basata kabaya. Ye kerebo soto kobrondo krodoko bushata. Lucha <laughs> 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray against every form of deception, O God. The deception of the leaders of the nation, the deception of the people. Now we see in the news media, 
They said the World Health Organization is saying to the African nations, keep the expired vaccines. The devil is running about as a wounded lion that he is, as a wounded dog, a toothless one, and he's trying to look for every avenue to cause chaos, to cause trouble, to want to bring another level of deception. But we say no. We say no to it and we cut it off. We cut it off in the name of the Lord Jesus. We refuse to let that deception have his way. No, 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 never. Not in the nations of the world. They say keep the expired vaccines. They say no, you can still use the expired vaccines for two, three more months. Oh, Barakasatakabaya. What level of deception are we refusing? Used to let it hold water. We refuse to let it hold water. They are saying to the young people that are in this school, no, you must take the vaccines even though it's expired. No, you must have the vaccines. In Nigeria, they are saying the youth come members, they must have the vaccines. No, we put an end to such wickedness, such deception, such evil. We refuse it. Not when the vaccines we are instilling their in their shelf life, not even now that their shelf life is ended. No, we refuse such wickedness. We refuse for it to pan out. We refuse such deception. We refuse katalamatatakabaya. We say that the wisdom of God begins to operate in the leaders of the nations. Kilamasatakabaya. Such height of wickedness, we refuse to let it. No, not under our watch. No, not where we are still here. We have not yet been raptured. The vaccines on their own are already causing damaging, damaging results in the lives of people. Not when it is expired. We put an end to such wickedness. We cut off such wickedness from the nations of the world. We have the big farmer coming up to say, no, we have produced better ones. We have produced better ones. They are more effective. They are more potent. No. We cut off that wickedness. We have places in the United States. We have places in the UK. We have places in the nations, in the Americas, where the people that have not even taken the vaccines, especially women, have been affected by those who have been, have been taking the vaccines. We cut off such wickedness. We cut it off. We say no, 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 not anymore, not anymore. The adverse effect of those who have taken the vaccines on those who have not even taken the vaccines, causing infertility, causing miscarriages, causing blood clots and irregular menstrual cycles to those women that did not even take it just because they hang around those people that took the vaccines. No, we say no. We cut it off. We refuse for it to continue anymore. No, no, no. No. Not while we are still here. Christians, sons of the living God, still walking this earth. No, we refuse. We cut it off. We cut it off and we say, you devil of darkness, this is not your time. You wait for your time after we are gone. You wait for your time while we are gone. You can continue your wickedness, but not while we walk this earth. Because we have come here to express the life of the living God. And we say, no, not anymore. Not anymore. We don't want no death, no adverse effects on the people. No, not anymore. For we are the watchmen of this time. We are the watchmen of this season. And we say, this evil proceeds no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus. He proceeds no further. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esteem Damara, for the opportunity to always lead the saints in prayers. We thank God because we are causing tremendous changes all over the airways, both spiritually, both physically, and on every other level by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right now, we're going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, Estinda Mark. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All over the world, your spirit is moving. We have the victory, as you have said, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for who you are. Thank you, because the church indeed is king in the earth. Thank you, Father. We reign, we reign, because Christ reigns through us. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Welcome to a new month, everybody. Happy new month. Welcome to May 2021. Glory to God. This is a month where a lot of us are going to do deals in the billions. If you don't believe it, it's fine. If you believe it, Blessed is he that believes, for there shall be a performance of that which was told him, of that which was told her. It was yesterday, I started sensing in the spirit that there is abundance coming in this month. God is determined to spoil his church with more than enough, with abundance. And if you are ready, you shall be a partaker. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So today is 1st of May, 2021. Um, and the title of today's devotional is Entrance to Ring. I do not have the PDF at the moment, so I'm not able to project my screen, but I believe that um, you just follow. Entrance to reign, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 17. In Ephesians 2, 6 to 7, the Bible says we've been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, God might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. God might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. The underlying portion actually means ages following, the ages following the sitting of Christ. After the resurrection of Christ, he ascended to heaven, sat on the throne, and a new age began. Now we're seated with him. God enthroned us with Christ in the heavenly realms. So the scripture is telling us that he wants to demonstrate the exceeding riches of his grace to the church in the, ex in the successive ages following the enthronement. And that's now. Glory to God. It's not in the future. It's not during the millennium or after the millennium. It is now. Another important word to note in Ephesians 2, 6 to 7 is through. In the phrase through Christ, it's translated from N, Greek, and it means in. We operate in the earth in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 3, 21 says, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. It's all are happening here with us, the church. 
not in heaven. This is why we can't fail. This is why we can't fail. We've got to do everything he's called us to do in this time. If we don't recognize this reality, we won't be able to take advantage of it. And suddenly, will be in the millennium. At the millennium, we'll reign with Christ, but now we reign through him. This is the time of the church. If you don't reign in Christ now, when are you going to fulfill it? Use the authority he's given you to dominate your world. This is your time. Somebody say, this is my time. This is my time. You've been enthroned to reign. You were born to exercise dominion over Satan and the circumstances of life. Whatever comes against you in life, take charge and reign over it through your faith declarations in the power of the Spirit. Praise God. Ah, this last part, this last part, it is what the Spirit of God has been talking to us in the last few days before the month of April ended, when he was emphasizing the place of meditation. He said, whatever comes against you in life. So see, there is no promise that something is not going to come against you. There is no promise that there will not be a storm. There is no promise that there will not be a test, there will not be a trial, there will not be a persecution, but he says that in it, he is with you. He is in it, he said, you are more than conquerors. So he said, he said, whatever comes against you in life, whatever comes against you in life, whatever means being um, um, situation, event, person, whatever comes against you in life, take charge and reign over it. How do you reign over it? Through your faith declarations in the power of the spirit. It's as simple as blasting tongues for like five, 10 minutes and then prophesy. Prophesy over the situation. When, when Moses stood before the Red Sea, he was calling to God and saying, and God said, Moses, don't pray, talk to the water, tell it to part. When Ezekiel stood before the dry bones that were scattered on the desert, God told him, talk to the bones. We talk so much about our situations and we don't talk to our situations. You have told so many people what you are going through. You have been calling different people to help you, to pray with you. Have you, as much as this is, that's beautiful, you know, the prayer of agreement and all of that. Have you talked to the situation? That is the secret of victory. Talk to the situation. Stop talking about the situation. How many of us have gone through the meditation outline that was posted on the Telegram group? If you have, please raise your hand. Because it's either we are doing the word here or we are just doing religion, gathering here every morning just to, you know, um, listen and then have a great day. No, there is more to this, to this journey. We posted the meditation outline on the Telegram group. There are just two people raising their hand. So how do we want to exercise the victory? How do we want to enjoy it? There are certain things that God told us that we must do this May. He said for the next 31 days, be consistent with your meditation sessions. Have time. Morning, I was talking to a sister, was it yesterday? And she was telling me that she had set out her time, morning and night, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. when she's having a meditation session. What is your time? Okay, so today is first and the month is just starting. So the, the, the outline is there, is on the group. Brother John posted it. So I want everybody to go to the Telegram group. When you see it, please acknowledge on the group that you have seen it. Tag it and say seen or tag it and say um, received. You know, we need to put the word to work. We need to put the word to work in this month because if we will talk, if we will talk, Whatever you say in this month, it's like a grace to do. It's a now grace. You read it in today's Rhapsody. It's in the now. We are reigning now. And I see that the grace that we have for this month is a grace that causes things to work in the now. It happens now. If you see it, it will happen now. Praise the Lord. So we were born to reign and there is no situation that you are going through. Don't cry. I can't, the devil cannot make me cry. It's a lie. He cannot make me cry. The only cry I'll cry is the cry of the joy or the cry, tears of joy, you know, for something that the Lord has done. I cry when I'm emotional with God, not with the devil. Because of this truth that we just read in the rhapsody, I'm going to read that last line again and I'm going to end here. 
whatever comes against you. Let me start from the beginning of that last paragraph. Use the authority he's given you to dominate your world. This is your time. Oh, this is my time. You've been enthroned to reign. You were born to exercise dominion over Satan and the circumstances of life. Whatever comes against you in life, take charge and reign over it through your faith declarations in the power of the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing this month is we will share different affirmations that cut across different areas of our lives. Um, an affirmation for finances, an affirmation for family, an affirmation for relationship and marriage, an affirmation for um, 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 your job, your business. We're going to share that. I'll try and ensure that all of them are posted on the Telegram group today so that you can have it to run the month with. Um, Sister Joy, you have to please follow me up on that. But I want us to take this act of faith proclamations. Let us run with it and let us be aggressive about it, radical and produce results with it. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody confession. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, Ma. Happy New Month, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connecting from. Okay, I'm going to be taking the further study. We are reading from Romans 5.17. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2, 6 to 7. And, and that raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. So I'm going to be taking the confession together. You know how we do it. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Through the ministry of the word of God and the Holy Spirit, I'm trained in the way and life of righteousness and equipped for greatness. I've received grace to reign over circumstances and walk in dominion over and above set Satan and the elements of this world. I'm in charge for I'm enthroned with Christ in the place of power and dominion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, uh, we'd like to hand over to Brother as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you are connecting from, welcome to the Inspired with the World Times of devotion. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. I'll be taking us through the New Testament Bible reading plan. Congratulations for everyone that has been consistent. Also, happy new month to you all. So we've been reading the book of Luke chapter 24, and uh, we've been reading the story of Jesus um, in the tomb, the, to um, the disciples running to the tomb to find an empty tomb. And we're continuing from that point today. We're reading Luke 24 from verse 13 to 35. And the caption is the road to Emos. That same day, two of them were walking to the village Emos, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation, going over all these things that had happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them but they were not able to recognize who he was. He asked, what's this you are discussing so intently as you walk along? They just stood there, long-faced, like they had lost their best friend. Then one of them, his name was Cleopas, said, are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard what's happening, what's happened during the last few days? He said, what has happened? They said, the things that has happened 
to Jesus the Nazarene. He was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in walk and word, blessed by both God and all the people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got him sentenced to death and crucified him. And we had our hopes up that he was the one, the one about to deliver Israel. And it's now the third day since it happened. But now some of our women have completely confused us. Early this morning, they were at the tomb and couldn't find his body. They came back with the story that they have seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty, just as the woman said, but they didn't see Jesus. Then he said to them, so thick-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe all that the prophet said? Don't you see that these things had to happen, that the Messiah had to suffer and only then enter into his glory? Then he started at the beginning with the books of Moses and went on through all the prophets, pointing out everything in the scriptures that referred to him. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he was going on, but they pressed him, stay and have supper with us. It's nearly evening, the day is done. So he went in with them and here is what happened. He sat down at the table with them, taking the bread, he blessed and broke and gave it to them. At that moment, open-eyed, wide-eyed, they recognized him and then he disappeared. Back and forth, they talked. Didn't we feel on fire as he conversed with us on the road, as he opened up the scriptures for us? The caption, a ghost doesn't have muscle and bone. They didn't waste a minute. They were up and on their way back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 and their friends gathered together, talking away. It's really happened. The master has been raised up. Simon saw him. Then the two went over everything that happened on the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. And may the Lord bless this reading of his word in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. So right now, go over to the Old Testament Bible reading plan. So reading the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 9. The caption, an open table for merciful bets. One day, David said, is there anyone left of Saul's family? If so, I would like to show him some kindness in honor of Jonathan. It happened that a servant from Saul's household named Ziba was there. They called him into David, David's presence. The king asked him, are you Ziba? Yes, sir, he said. The king asked, is there anyone left from the family of Saul? to whom I can show some godly kindness. Ziba told the king, yes, there is Jonathan's son, lame in both feet. Where is he? He's living at the home of Micah, son of Amiel in Lodema. King David didn't lose a minute. He sent and got him from the home of Micah, son of Amiel in Lodema. When Mehisophet, son of Jonathan, who was the son of Saul, came before David, he bowed deeply, abasing himself, honoring David. David spoke his name. Mehisophet, yes, sir. Don't be frightened, said David. I would like to do something special for you in memory of your father, Jonathan. To begin with, I'm returning you all the properties of your grandfather, Saul. Furthermore, from now on, you take all your meals at my table. Suffling, shuffling and stammering, not looking him in the eyes. Mehisobeth said, who am I? that you pay attention to a stray dog like me. 
David then called in Ziba, Saul's right-hand man, and told him, everything that belongs to Saul and his family, I have handed over to your master's grandson. You and your sons and your servants will walk his land and bring in the produce, provisions for your master's grandson. Meshifobet himself, your master's grandson, from now on, will take all his meals at my table. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. All that my master, the king, has ordered his servants, answered Ziba, your servant will surely do. And Mehisobet ate at David's table, just like one of the royal families. Mehisobet also had a small son named Mika. All who were part of Zibla's household were now the servants of Mehisobet. Mehisobet lived in Jerusalem, taking all his meals at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. Amen. Praise God. So we're going into 2 Samuel chapter 10 from verse 1. Sometime after this, the king of the Ammonites died, and Hanun, his son, succeeded him as king. David said, I would like to show some kindness to Hanun, the son of Nashash. Treat him as well and as kindly as his father treated me. So David sent Hanun condolences regarding his father. But when David's servants got to the land of Ammonites, the Ammonites leaders warned Hanun, their head delegates, do you for a minute suppose that David is honoring your father by sending you comforters? Don't you think it's because he wants to snoop around and seize, snoop around the city and seize it up that David has sent his emissaries to you? So Hanun seized David's men, shaved off half their beards, cut off their robes, halfway up their buttocks, and sent them packing. When all of this was reported to David, he sent someone to meet them, for they were seriously humiliated. The king told them, stay in Jericho until your beards grow back, grow out, then come back. When it dawned on the Ammonites that as far as David was consigned, they stunk to high heaven. They hired Armenian soldiers from Beth Ropob and Zobah, 20,000 infantry and 1,000 men from the king of Maka and 12,000 men from Tob. When David heard of this, he dispatched Job his strongest fighter in full force. The Amorites marched out and arranged themselves in battle formation at the city gates. The Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Maka took up a position out in the open fields. When Joab saw that he had two fronts to fight, before and behind, he took his pick of the beast of Israel and deployed them to confront the Arameans. The rest of the army he put under the command of Abisha, his brother, and deployed them to confront the Amotites. Then he said, if the Arameans are too much for me, you help me. And if the Amotites prove too much for you, I'll come and help you. Courage will fight with might and main for our people and for the cities of our God, and God will do whatever he sees needs doing. But when Joab and his soldiers moved in to fight the Arameans, they ran off in full retreat. Then the Ammonites, seeing that the Arameans ran for their life, took to their heels from Abisha and went into the city. So Joab left off fighting the Ammonites and returned to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw how badly they had been beaten by Israel, they picked up the pieces and regrouped. Hadaziah sent from the Arameans who were across the river. They came to Helam. Shobak, commander of Hadaziah's army, led them. All this was reported to David. So David mustered Israel, crossed the Jordan, and came to Helam 
the Arameans went into battle formation ready for David and the fight was on. But the Arameans again scattered before Israel. David killed 700 chariot drivers and 40,000 cavalry, and he mortally wounded Shobak, the army commander, who died on the battlefield. When all the kings who were vassals of Hadaziah saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace and became Israel's vassals. The Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites ever again. Wow. And we go into 2 Samuel chapter 11. The caption reads, David sins and sorrow. From verse 1, when that time of year came around again, the anniversary of the Ammon Ammonite aggression, David dispatched Joab and his fighting men of Israel in full force to destroy the Ammonites for good. They laid siege to Rab Rabbah, but David stayed in Jerusalem. One late afternoon, David got up from taking his nap and was strolling on the roof of the palace. From his vantage point on the roof, he saw a woman baiting. Mm -hmm. The woman was stunningly beautiful. David sent to ask about her and was told, isn't this Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam and wife of Uriah, the Hittites? Hittite. David sent his agents to get her. After she arrived, he went to bed with her. This occurred during the time of purification, following her period. Then she returned home. Before long, she realized she was pregnant. Later, she sent word to David, I'm pregnant. David didn't get, then got in touch with Joab, sent Uriah, send Uriah the hitter type to me. Joab sent him. When he arrived, David asked him for news from the front, how things were going with Joab and the troops and with the fighting. Then he said to Uriah, go home. Have a refreshing bath and a good night's rest. After Uriah left the palace, an informant of the king was sent after him. But Uriah didn't go home. He slept that night at the palace entrance along with the king's servants. David was told that Uriah hadn't gone home. He asked, Uriah, didn't you just come off a hard trip? So why didn't you go home? Uriah replied to David, the chest is out there with the fighting men of Israel and Judah in tents. My master Joab and his servants are roughing it out in the fields. So how can I go home and eat and drink and enjoy my wife? On your life, I will not do it. All right, said David, have it your way. Stay for the day and I'll send you back tomorrow. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem the rest of the day. The next day, David invited him to eat and drink with him, and David got him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah again went out and slept with his master's servants. He didn't go home. In the morning, David wrote a late letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In the letter, he wrote, put Uriah in the front lines where the fighting is the fiercest, then pull back and leave him exposed so that he's sure to be killed. So Joab, holding the city under siege, put Uriah in a place where he knew there were fierce enemy fighters. When the city defenders came out to fight Joab, some of David's soldiers were killed, including Uriah, the hitter type. Joab sent David a full report on the battle. He instructed the messenger, after you have given the king a detailed report on the battle, if he flares in anger, say, and by the way, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. Joab's messenger arrived in Jerusalem and gave the king a full report. He said, the enemy was too much for us. They advanced on us in the open field and we pushed them back to the city gates. But then arrows came hot and heavy on us from the city wall and 18 of the king's soldiers dead. When the messengers completed his report of the battle, David got angry at Joab. He vented it on the messenger. 
Why did you get so close to the city? Didn't you know you'll be attacked from the wall? Didn't you remember how Abimelech, son of Jerubesher, got killed? Wasn't it a woman who dropped a milestone on him from the wall and crushed him at Tebas? Why did you go so close to the wall? By the way, said Joab's messenger, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. Then David told the messenger, oh, I see. Tell Joab, don't trouble yourself over this. War kills. Sometimes one, sometimes another. You never know who's next. Redouble your assault on the city and destroy it. Encourage Joab. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she grieved for her husband. When the time of mourning was over, David sent someone to bring her to his house. She became his wife and bore him a son. And then the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts. Right now, hand over to Brother Martins, who will take us through the affirmation session. Good morning. Thank you so much, Brother Z. Okay, we are taking up the sessions now. And um, yeah, make sure we'll be on the screen. Anyone can now please um, pray with me. Okay. Praise the Lord. So we are taking up a mission this morning. And um, normally, start our mission by Starting with our names, your name, you say your name first, have the speed of vision and vision in the name of Christ. The next paragraph. I'm answered according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph. The name first, and I love advance more and more. You know, like I know that at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take our permission count of three. Please unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is Matthews. I know the hope of God's coming upon my life. The riches of the inheritance Communication of my faith is effectual and very operative. I daily Praise the Lord. Okay, we're taking our commission to come. I'm going to the communion for the next slide now. And I said, taking from First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. So I receive of the Lord that which I deliver unto you. 
the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. Please do remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the breaking of bread. As we break this bread, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that we will never be broken in life. We declare that eternal life is our present our reality. We declare that we are hid in Christ and God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, go ahead and break the cup. We break the bread and eat it. Praise the Lord. After the same manner, also, we took the cup. Then he has stopped saying, This cup is in New Testament in my blood. Please do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. At the tomb of Lazarus, Mary said to the Lord, He said, Lord, if you are here, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. The Lord said, don't worry, he will rise again. He said, yes, I know he will rise on the judgment day. Jesus said to her, he said, I am the resurrection and life. As you take this cup, remember as it is, so are we in this world. You are the resurrection and life. Whatever situation it is, whatever death situation it is, whatever it is in this world, you are the resurrection and life. As you speak life, as you take this cup, speak life to that situation. And yes, for the short thing, you will come back with testimonies by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are the resurrection and life. I am the resurrection and life. Go ahead and take the cup. Go cast I am the resurrection and life. I am the resurrection and life. Go on to Kabraka, I am the resurrection and life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka. At this point, I'll hand over to you to take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you so, so much. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome once again to the month of May, the month that we would experience so much abundance, so much grace for abundance. You know, and I want to say a special thank you to all of our co-hosts, um, Pastor Deborah, Sister Joy, Brother Dozier, Brother John, Brother Martins. Um, it's it's May already, you know, something that we started in January. It's been a journey of grace, a journey filled with so many testimonies. Like we've lost count of how many testimonies we've recorded, you know, from the inspired by the word devotional sessions since we started. It's just been one testimony to another. And it just shows that the, the word of God has integrity. The word of God is dependable. If you believe it, if you put it to work, it will work. You know, yesterday I was sharing how that a lot of times we stay back expecting that God should do something. And God is waiting for you to do something. Just like today I shared how that when, when, when Moses, when, um, please, um, can you help me mute that person? When, when Moses um, stood before the Red Sea and he was praying to God because there was pressure coming from all sides. And then he was praying to God and telling God that what did that see these people, you know, the Egyptians were coming behind and the, the Israelites were standing in front of the Red Sea and they were upset with him. Moses, it seems like you brought us out of the out of Egypt so that we can come and die in the wilderness. And God told Moses, say, Moses, don't talk to me. <laughs> this is not fellowship. This is not me and you. You're faced with a situation. Don't talk to me about the situation. Talk to the situation. And Moses, Bible stretched, the Bible says he stretched forth his hand and, you know, the water divided. When Ezekiel stood before the the red, the the in the um, dry, the valley of dry bones, right? And then God asked him, He said, Can these bones live? They were dead, they were dry. 
these are human beings that probably have fallen from a war and they had they had basically dried up in their skin and all that was left was their skeleton and they spread across the valley. And God was asking Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel was, going, was taking it back to God. He said, God, you are the one that knows if he can live. Ezekiel was trying to say, God, um, if you want to do something about it, you will do it. So you are the one that knows if he can live. And you see, it's like that with many of us. You go through challenges and you're like, God, if you, if you want to heal me, you will heal me. God, if you want me, if you want me to prosper, you, you will prosper me. And God is looking at you and like, sister, for real, you do something about your prosperity. You do something about your health. And God told Ezekiel, you can read the story in Ezekiel 37. It will bless you if you read it in a message translation in the Amplified Translation. You can read it in different translation. That's actually our theme scripture for this month because it showed the power of meditation, the immediate power of meditation. And then, you know, he spoke to the dry bones. God told him what to say. He said, you know, those things are there for us as an example so that we can see how to walk the word in our situation today. Maybe your own. You know, it, 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 so, some people think about um, when something has died as the, as the, you know, that situation where it's like, we're done. Ezekiel's, Ezekiel's case was not that. It's not even the case of Lazarus where Lazarus had died. Ezekiel's case is that the people had died. They had decayed. The flesh had been taken away and all that was left was a skeleton. Just bones. But by the power of prophecy, by the power of proclamations, Ezekiel clothed the bones with all the body that a human requires as though that was not enough. Ezekiel put breath in them. You know the beautiful thing when the Bible says God is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You know, when you are making those faith proclamations, the whole God is excited because his spirit is making it happen. Your job is to talk. When Moses stretched his hand over the Red Sea, what exactly happened? The wind of the spirit went into action. That means the Holy Spirit was waiting for Moses to take action. Like many of us in this month, the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to take action. What is the situation? What is dead in your life? What is, what is like, no, there's no hope. Humanly speaking, there was no hope for those dry bones. But God put that in the Bible to show us that there is no situation. There is no such a thing as there is no hope. The only time when there is no hope is if you do not want to change it. But if you want to change it, there is hope. So in May, we're changing things like, <laughs> you know the way you change clothes every day, right? You can have a miracle every day. Just determine what you want to change and put the word of God to work. On the Telegram group, like I said, the outline for meditation is there. Um, there are two outlines, week two and week three. Week two is part one of the Bible study on meditation. It tells you about meditation and how to practice meditation. And then week three tells you about the benefits, the advantages of meditation. So those are the only two Bible study outline. In the ministry calendar, in the cell ministry calendar, week two and week three is usually Bible study. So that's why you have two and three, part one and part two. So digest it. Read what you what that meditation is going to do for you. Set out your time. Um, Joshua told us in Joshua 1.8, he said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. He said, that, he said, day and night. That's the emphasis. That's what I want to emphasize. Day and night. Day and night. So Joshua is telling you that at least do it twice a day. Do it twice a day. You know, he said, he said it will cause you to observe to do all that is written therein. He said, and then you shall make it. You, you notice he didn't say God shall make. See, the Bible does not, God did not mislead us. God did not deceive us. You know, some people, when they go through certain things, they're like, God, this thing is not working. No, it is working. You are the one that is not working it. Joshua said, and you, you, you that is meditating, you shall make your way. It would have been, it would have been okay if he said, and God shall 
So when you do, God will take action. No, he's telling you the responsibility is not up to God, it's up to you. So what would you make happen in this May? By the spirit of God, I would make miracles happen. And I want it to be your story too. So congratulations and welcome to the month of May. It is your month. You know, celebrate, be happy. I refuse depression this month, no matter what you are going through. This words that we have brought to you today, let it put joy in your heart, knowing that if I would just stay at it, I may go through a lot in the course of the time when I am staying at it, but as I'm staying at it, my clouds are being full of rain. And by May 31st, some clouds will be raining big time. And like I said, some, will not, some clouds will not wait till the ending of May. It's going to be everyday rain of miracles. And that's what the spirit of God is saying to us. So I'm saying congratulations to every one of you. You see yourselves, please congratulations. Say congratulations to one another. We've come to the end of today's devotional and it's always a delight to fellowship with you all. A lot of times we don't want to go, but we have to go. Please let's share the benediction at this moment. You can unmute your mic. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. is with us. Am I the only one that is unmuted? Is it the settings? Esteemed co-host, I'm not a co-host. Is it the settings? Can people unmute themselves? Yes, they can now. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet of the Holy Spirit, us now. And God will all the days of our lives. in the house of the Lord. Amen. Everyone, enjoy your month.